it up kathy pump it up pump it up kathy pump it up are you pumping with me kathy come on come on come on pump pump, i'm pumping kathy pump it up i'm pumping pump it pump pump gonna pump it pump my penis pump yeah yeah (laughs) now Uh, i'm not uh, pumping uh, your penis uh, come on tell me that's what it was about no well well kathy you joined in so i figured you were down with squeezing on the little bulb thingy on my penis pump I'm getting I'm not in shape, Kathy. Anything near your penis. I'm getting in shape. Getting uh-huh. ready. Getting or... ready, Kathy. Are you ready for this show? I'm ready for this show. Well, then, God damn it, let's get into this show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from Kathy's bedroom and Boogie's ravioli, I'm Kathy! I am Count Boogie, and it is a magical day. I am not in the ravioli. I am in the other car of doom, which doesn't have a name, but it'll probably not be a positive name. But I am in my uh, Empire Center parking lot. I feel like I own my surroundings. My Uh setup is even better, Kathy. Now I have scotch tape to hold my notes to the steering wheel. Bigger notes. Wow, you splurged for scotch tape. Well, I had like 85 rolls as I'm cleaning out storage. You notice that you can't find, like I have 900,000 extension cords and 935,000 things of scotch tape. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I just grabbed one of those. But no, that it's is. a great setup because I'm getting pumped, Kathy. Literally <laughs> getting pumped. I'm not talking about any penis pumps right now no well kathy i'm just saying that we're now in a countdown to my wiener penetrato muse vagina so it's a countdown to pussy it's a countdown to something it's it's definitely (laughs) you know i'm hoping it all works out but that's why i'm in training now like i'm in storage and you know i'm doing stuff and working on the show and whatever and i'm going through boxes and i'm like okay muse gonna be here from med school you know, for the Thanksgiving vacation thing. And, and her mom's already agreed to let us have a day on the boat, which is going to be great. I actually get to take a shower. It's going to be great. You know, stir fry. She loves stir fry. I'm going to cook for her chocolate milk and whatever. And we talked about it. And I'm like, look, I'm just pretty much obsessed with the whole fucking you doggy style dragging my knife down your back thing is that still a thing between us that we can do and she's like (laughs) did she have an orgasm on the spot there she did well i mean she has now two partners besides me and uh and so you know i'm like you know i just want to make sure i still you know i'm in the mix you know here and that it's okay for me to still do things. And you kind of have to do that when you start bringing in new partners and our dynamic has changed. So it's like, you got to still ask, are you still in this mode with me? And the good news is she is. Oh. So it's O to the N. 
Yes. What, is, what does this so, have to do with getting into shape and doing stuff in your storage area? Well, I'm going through storage and I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my mind. I have therapy because, you know, I, I don't want to lay on this day that we have any of my life pandemic, you know, miserable bullshit. Right. You know, so I want to clear my mind and just be able to enjoy the time because it's not going to be a lot of time and just have myself in a space where we can really enjoy each other and I can cook for her and we can play and we can have cuddles and maybe watch a couple anime together because that was really our thing. And we did a lot of that and just really enjoy the day. So I'm kind of just trying to get myself in that zone where I'm like, you know what? All my bullshit life will be here. The day she leaves. So uh-huh. I can, you know, just kind of put it off till then. So I'm getting, you know, my mind going. I'm going through storage and I pull out my penis pump. I'm like, hey, I remember you. And I'm like, well, I am trying to get in shape and I haven't used this thing in a while. Uh-oh. So there I am. I'm in storage. You know, I'm standing there with the door closed. Yes, Kathy, with the door closed. I don't want that image in my head. And I'm standing there with my pants dropped down around my knees. And I'm like, yeah, it feels tingly. You know, I'm feeling like I got to get some circulation in that thing. Oh, my God. You know, dust the cobwebs off. And I'm sitting there spoofing Pokemon Go, you Uh know. Do you have like the, the theme to Rocky in the background? Like I getting... did. I swear to God, I was doing it. <laughs> I was giving my my penis little drinks of raw egg. You know, you know. Ding, 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 ding. Come on, little guy, we got to get going. Oh my god! I can't. I, I'm you're unreliable right now. So let's if just you could ding. only see me right now, I've got my my forehead in my hands. I'm shaking my head, going. Are we really talking about Boogie's penis pump? <laughs> we are. That's what we do on this show. Well, I, I mean, I could talk about some of the other stuff. Like you and Enigma have now, for the patrons, started uh, featured orgasm back up. I posted that for you guys this morning. That was, was so much fun. I had I had not spoken to Enigma in so long. And we had a good time recording that and thinking of the Patreon supporters. Yeah, it was really fun. And so um, now it's back up. The deal is, is that Enigma is going to edit all of these. So he doesn't he doesn't care gender, guys, girls, trans, anyone, you know, that wants to give an orgasm and have it heard. It's only going to be played for the patrons. So if you're a patron supporter. Um, then you get to hear it and we upload it for our patrons. So it's, it's kind of cool, a uh, cool little perk to be there, but we can't call it a perk. Otherwise they're going to charge you taxes. So yeah. we just say, it's just, we're just happen to put the featured orgasm up there. And so, uh, so yeah, I heard your segment up until, uh, the moment of love and as long, and once again, if you're going to submit an orgasm, like recorded into your cell phone, only one thing that has to be in everyone or we can't play it. And it is somewhat for our ego and the fun, but it's also <laughs> so we know that you've given us consent. At the end of your orgasm, whether you're playing with your partner or whatever, um, you have to either say that was for Perverted Podcast or thank you, Perverted Podcast. <laughs> or Perverted Podcast is my life and I come for you. Perverted Podcast is my daddy. Perverted Podcast is my master. Kathy's feet <laughs> from Perverted Podcast made me come. Whatever. It just has to be something that lets us know you are consenting to us playing your orgasm on the show. 
It's really up for our ego, Boogie. I mean, it, for, it, it's. Well, I think it's 100% for our ego. Well, I'm going to say 98% for our ego, but we do <laughs> teach a lot about consent, and it would be really shitty for somebody to secretly record their partner fucking, right. and then we play it on the show, and then they're like, I didn't consent to that. So I've that actually called. Bad. Yeah, I've actually called. Uh, I've emailed people back and said, ah, you didn't say the thing. Go back and come again. Which is such a hard thing for someone to do. How could you be so cruel? Yeah, they were terrorized. <laughs> they were completely terrorized by that. So, but, but that is definitely fun that we have that back in. And it's open to everyone who wants to participate. And that's exciting. Kathy, cool. any dick? Any dick that uh, you can remember because you didn't have, like, super heavy revelation conversations this week? I'm still reeling from that, okay? I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's still messing with my head. But I had quick dick is what I would call it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? What was that? Exactly. Creative, creative Explorer is already sitting, like, in that smoking jacket, you know, with a pipe. And he's like, that was lovely. That was lovely. <laughs> Girl, did you just fuck me? That was a lovely seven minutes. Did you just fuck me? <laughs> I did. And now I'm waiting for an ice cream sandwich to melt. Thank you. No, it's more like, who was that mask man? <laughs> who was that mask man and his quick dick? It was quick dick. I don't know. You know, sometimes the, the weekend just gets away from you. And we had a day planned with friends on Saturday and Friday night. You know, I'd had a long week, so he lets me just talk and talk and talk. So we go out to dinner, and I think I talked for like two hours straight. And then I get home. We get back to his place. I'm exhausted. Saturday, I I, I actually prepared tea for Friends Boogie. That's what I did. It was nice, and it was kinky. And it was actually, I don't know if we're allowed to say his name, but um, he's the, the one who puts together the, um, oh, what was the name of the, the Nerdgasm. Remember? Oh, okay, okay. Nerdgasm party. So he and his girl came over, and we had the loveliest tea. And then Saturday, Sunday rolls around, and by then I've got like I've got to do laundry. I've got to you know do all kinds of grooming stuff, like put on a mask, do my hair, shave, shower, blow dry, straighten. You know, make my lunches and breakfast for the whole week. Before you know it, like Saturday, Sunday is completely filled up, and. I guess just all of a sudden he decides, oh, shit, we haven't fucked yet. And just, come on, let's go. And he's like, bam, 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 bam. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sound. It just echoes off the bedroom walls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wow, that was fast dick. (laughs) You know what? As long as you get to punch that clock, you're still, you know, fast dick is better than no dick. I am not complaining. Okay, not always. Some people, be- well, some people would argue with it. Fast dick from a partner that you like, yes. is better than no dick. Bad dick and bad pussy from people that you're not into that give you bad sex. That's not cool. That's never. But good. if you're into if if you're into your partner, any sex, any loving is a good loving. Y- yes, I was very happy for quick dick. Does a pussy taste like eggplant? Kathy, now that you have almost fully recovered from the heavy conversations that you had with Creative Explorer last week, why don't we just go ahead and jump into your new weird heavy subject? (laughs) I don't want to. Let's just keep that rodeo going, (laughs) Kathy. Let's just keep fucking with Kathy's head, why don't you? <laughs> I mean, we should have done this segment three weeks ago when it would have been like, you know, 
tempered. You know, it would have been balanced out, so you would have had a week on, a week off. But fuck it, Kathy. The perverted podcast listeners need you. They they need me to talk about all of my fucking bullshit so that they can feel better about their lives. Oh, no, that was highly cynical, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but probably <laughs> accurate. All right. Probably accurate. All right. So we've talked in the past, uh, you and I, about um, dieting and how our, both of our issues with uh, our compulsion or addiction to eating and how difficult it is. And then I think if in a few over a few shows, we talked briefly about how great it would be if somehow with a power exchange or with our kink partners, that could help in some way. And I said, that's, I don't think that's going to work because creative explorer and I don't really have that type of relationship. He is a, a dominant, but he's not really the take control of your whole life kind of dominant or the mentoring type of dominant. And so despite that, he and I have discussed it as I always tell him what's going on on the show. And I mentioned that to him and he said, you know, if you're, if you need help, we could always try stuff, you know, just let me know what you want. And I kind of put it on the back burner because I was already dealing with other stuff. But I'll gonna, I'm going to go into stuff that we've discussed before. So I apologize to anybody who's sick and tired of listening to Kathy and her eating issues. But here we go. Whenever I talk to someone, you know, about how hard it is for me to lose weight, I always use these words. I always say it's like there's a monster that's breathing down my neck. Yes. Uh, and I don't know if anybody who hasn't gone through an addiction or doesn't have a strong compulsion can really understand what that means. When I say the word monster, I actually am saying that because that's what I call it, by the way. I don't know if I've ever told you about that, but I call it the monster. It's very much like there's actually another presence in my life. It's not. It's not as if I'm just talking and saying, oh, it's like there's a monster breathing down my neck. It's as if there's, it's not just me living in my body. And that monster is single-minded. It is unbelievably strong and it totally has the ability to just easily push me out of the way and do whatever the fuck it wants. And then when it leaves after it's had its fill, you know, eating everything inside, I'm left to pick up the pieces of shame and self-hatred because once again, I wasn't strong enough or I didn't have enough willpower to stop it. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible, vicious cycle. You have described addiction. <laughs> that is. <laughs> been to a lot of meetings. <laughs> Whatever you call it, the monster, the that other voice, that compulsion, that that thing that just takes control. And then the hateness for not being able to. You have described basic physiological yeah. primal addiction. Yeah. And I've been, I've basically been dieting my entire adult life. And obviously, I have failed miserably at it. <laughs> I can't remember a time that, you know, I didn't feel that compulsion to eat. So um, a few months ago, I decided really that I just, I'd had enough and that the way I'd been going about it was not working. I'm not going to go into detail because, oh my God, Boogie, the detail of the different things that I have tried is, is just an, an endless list. Sure. But the first thing that I did was I, I just basically stopped lying to myself. And I decided to be very real about the fact that I had failed. Sure. And that I simply could not lose weight, not with the tools that I had, not with the lack of knowledge, certainly not with the, my lack of strength. So I ins decided instead to lower my expectations and try instead not to gain any more weight. Okay. 
And while I was doing that, I, I thought I'm going to seriously focus to try and begin to understand the monster because I thought I need to know my enemy. And because trying to use sheer force of will against it was simply not doable. So it's a lot of information. Um, I've been ha it's been I've been having a lot of failures and a handful of successes. And that may not seem great, but for someone who, when it comes to losing weight, is used to one step forward and 50 steps back, believe me, that is fucking progress, baby. Sure, and I'm very sure. happy about it. So some days I feel greatly empowered to say no and others, you know, I'm ready to crumble at any moment. And those tough days are a fucking nightmare for me. The pressure to eat is so unreal that I don't get a, a moment's rest. And right. actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. The only rest I get is when I've given into it and I'm eating or for about two hours after I've eaten. That's the only let up I get on this fucking pressure. And so there are times that seriously challenge my resolve to stay on my diet. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a pretty bad one. I was at work and I thought, I, 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 can't, I can't sustain this any longer. I, I'm this close to just getting in my car, taking a break, and going down to Starbucks and getting a Danish and a big old mocha latte. Right. I, I wanted to so badly, and I had been doing so well. And by well, I don't mean that I had stayed on it 24-7 and I, I hadn't eaten anything bad. But I thought, all righty. I don't care that Creative Explorer and I have only barely scratched the surface on this. I don't care that uh, we haven't really discussed it. I am very risk averse, but in this instance, I either text him and ask him for help or I am getting into my car and driving out right now. Right. Uh, so I texted him and I said, basically what I just told you, I know we haven't really discussed it, but I'm wondering if there's anything that, that you can do to help me uh, as, as my dominant. In this within this power exchange. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Creative Explorer and I have been talking about a lot of this because he's also trying to lose weight. And much to my utter rage and frustration, he is having enormous success <laughs> while I am taking minuscule baby steps and is driving me insane, man. <laughs> Goddamn non-addicts. Fuck him. My dad's one of those. <laughs> I mean, he struggles like mad, but he seems to just have this desire in him that that overweighs the the any compulsion to eat, the desire sure. to win over it. So anyway, this is what do you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what he texted back to me when I asked him. For yes. That. He says, you're probably expecting me to be verbally harsh, but as your master, I'm going to do you one better. The next time you are here. I'm going to check if you gave in to that impulse. Don't bother trying to lie. I'll know. If you did, I am going to strip you, chain you spread eagle face down on the bed, and gag you. And you will get the paddle, and I will be harsh about it. No mercy, no safe word. It is going to be more than one or two thwaps, and I'm going to leave you chained for quite a while, periodically coming back to sneak up quietly and paddle you some more. You know I'll actually do it, you found out last time when you took off your collar. Now, if I could only describe what those words did to me. <laughs> After the initial sploosh 
of uh, wetness <laughs> on the bottom of your chair, you mean? That reaction after yes, that? after that. I'm glad you grasped the situation, Boogie. Because <laughs> at first I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I'm going to Starbucks, motherfucker. <laughs> After that, which was it, it, I did obviously. I'm in a, a a a power exchange relationship, and words like that really just make me feel so amazing. But right away is the battle with that monster, and I found that right. what happened was because I have a great deal of respect and admiration and trust for him. I I would never lie to him, right? And the thought actually. Of going out and then having to tell him that I hadn't done it, that I'd given in to that compulsion, was really more that I could bear. So I didn't go. And I was, I'm sorry, go ahead. You want to say something? I was going to say that's uh, that's a win. It in is that a moment, win. Take in the that moment. I will take the win. But I am going to tell you that I, he and I are still talking about what happened because it was a moment in the win in a win in the moment <laughs> moment in the win. It's a Kansas ah, song backwards. Is, yeah, no. I'm very, you know, nervous talking about this. It's really hard for me to discuss this shit. So I'm, I'm a little blue. I'm on my words. Okay. It's okay. I, I went ahead and uh, stayed there and the pressure built and kept building and kept building and didn't go away more than I've ever felt it in my entire life. So much so that I ended up going on a two-day off-my-diet thing. It wasn't a crazy binge. It was right. just no attention given to my diet at all. It was as if, and I realized that what had happened is I had pretty much chained up the monster, locked him away, and never actually dealt with him, never dealt with it. And so once the pressure... Once the, that door had been open and uh, it was the end of the day and that, you know, the emergency had had come and gone, I just went fucking crazy. And I realized this, I don't think this is going to work. Not like this. I need to give it more thought. I need to sure. discuss it more. But it what it what it did do was make me realize how much I how much attention I need to give to why this thing is there why it exists, why it has so much power. And I have been having some successes in that area. And none of that would have happened if we hadn't tried what we had been discussing and what, to sure. be honest with you, I was very scared to do because I had never involved Creative Explorer in my life to that extent where I was giving him power to tell me what I could and couldn't eat, even if it was for a short time. That Right. I, I thought there's there's always a possibility that it could go really bad. This is a very primal, vulnerable part of my life that I don't discuss with people. Or I do discuss with some people, but very few people. Because it, it has a potential to really send me over the edge. And so I was very nervous about doing this, but I'm very glad we did. I did find out something about myself. I haven't closed the door to it 100%, but it did open my eyes to the fact that I need to figure out why that monster is there and because creative explorer is just an unbelievably intelligent person and has a lot of experience with having to deal with parts of himself that he hates he has been able to give me a tremendous amount of advice that has actually helped so 
There's my star, Boogie. I am excited, and I think that's the reaction that everyone expects me to have because <laughs> I've had it for 286 other episodes uh, <laughs> when I hear things like this because right. these are all good discoveries. Um, the whole bullshit that people say like, oh, admitting it is half the battle. We know that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It ain't half the battle. Admitting it and identifying that monster only means that you now know if you want to win, there's going to be a battle. So, but that is an important step in any battle, whether whatever your compulsion is, whether you're an actual physiological addict, um, whether or not you're just struggling to overcome something in your life that you have to deal with the why is that monster there meeting the monster like you're talking about getting to know your enemy all of those things ultimately you have to be able to acknowledge that part of yourself now then when you get into um which i've been privileged to you know going to a lot of drug diversion classes and and talking to people who study this and and you know there is a lot of information on the physiological aspects of addiction. And and we'll say it's it's very vague and subjective personally because like you said creative explorer seems to be able to gain a few pounds and then will himself back into order. My dad is the same. I was adopted, so I don't have his genes. Um, but my dad for years, oh, well, you know, I guess I'm just going to cut that sandwich in half and eat the other half tomorrow for lunch. What? Fuck you, you motherfucker. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You fucking abused me as a kid, and now you're abusing me with your fucking dietary control? <laughs> Go fuck yourself, old man. I should have kicked his fucking ass. But that's how he, you know, So I can't, the first thing is, is there is a percentage of people that I'm assuming you and I are, I know I am, that it's like a little dam in the head. There's a little part of your brain. Most of our brains are absolutely amazing. But in people that have a genetic propensity towards addiction, it's like a little dam, like a little water dam. And in some people, it's much thicker. And in people with addiction issues, it's a little thinner. So it's like kind of like type 2 diabetes. Like you have it until you break it. And then once you break it, you can't unbreak it. Right. And that's addiction. That's the, that's the most, you know, cut down version I can give you. Yeah. Is that there's a part of you. That monster is a part of your brain that they've identified as more of your lizard brain primal um, that has now said that your compulsive eating, your drugs, your gambling, your excessive shopping, your uh, negative sexual behavior, whatever, video games, fucking, you know, scratching your armpit, whatever your fucking obsession is, that your brain, that part of your brain, the monster has now decided that you have to have that to survive. And the logical side of your brain that is trying to tell you, no, you don't need that to survive, is now the enemy. So that monster sees your logical side of the brain as the enemy because that logical side of the brain is trying to kill you by not letting you compulsively overeat. And you know what I mean? 
Oh, yeah. That's and, and part of my wanting to get Creative Explorer's help was to maybe use his strength to try and help me or give, you know, uh, help me fight against the monster. And to my shock, it didn't really work. Well, it worked in the moment. It worked in the moment, but it made things work worse five hours later. Uh, and go and so when he later on when we were talking about it, um, he said, "Tell me about the monster." And I said, "Well, he's it's just this raving lunatic kind of you know cartoonish monster. He it's sure. just always fucking there." And he said, "Have you ever tried dialoguing with it or conversing with it?" And I just kind of looked at him and said. I don't think that ever fucking occurred to me. He's such a raving lunatic that why would I even? And so I started turning my attention to it every once in a while. And it has gone from being, a you know, one of those crazy Tasmanian devil kind of things to just this presence who's always there in my head. But now it's just staring at me. It's just standing still and staring at me. I'm all, ha! Huh. Well, I wouldn't have expected that. And and this is a journey. I'm still going. I don't know where I go from here. He and I talk about it every week. I try and do my own shit. I'm I'm very happy that in trying not to gain weight, I have actually put a tremendous amount of attention to appeasing the monster. That's what's kept me from losing uh, gaining weight is that how can I... I can't fight him right now. I give up. I accept that I failed. How can I give him at least part of what he wants while still not gaining weight? And I've, you know, found stuff that isn't as uh, fattening and, and, and is filling at the same time. I known all along that this isn't the answer, but right now it's a answer. And in trying not to gain weight, I've actually lost may maybe half a pound a week. Good. Which is not great, but I wasn't even attempting to. And each each like month, it's like a different thing. Each month, I I learn something new and keep going. And and we'll see. Maybe maybe the power exchange, that kind of power exchange we have, can help in in another area. You never know. Well, I have like literally, <laughs> I've just been like hearing you talk, and I'm like. <laughs> don't don't lose flip your lid there boogie <laughs> i'm not gonna flip my lid but the reality is so many of the things that you are saying are things that hundreds of thousands of people that have now at this point had long-term recovery from the monster have all talked about right and in it it's about dealing with the insanity. If you can make the monster not insane, it can be more controlled. Like you said, now it's at the point where it's like watching you going, what the fuck are you going to do now? It's just and standing there and I, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what it's like. Now it's about that meeting that monster and not shaming that monster, which I have to do with drugs and alcohol all the time, because obviously now, you know, there's a lot of temptation. The food, I'm not, I'm doing okay on the food, but I'm still overweight and I'm not, you know, I, I still have issues with the food. But the drugs and alcohol I've really had to work on recently because living in a car sucks sober. It's easy to do when you're fucking loaded all the time. But when you're sober, it's it's very difficult. And I have to not shame that monster. 
And I have to be like, I know you're there and I understand that you're scared. You are a scared part of me that feels that this is going to help you survive. And I understand that. And, and, and in some ways, sometimes I even get mushy with and say, I'm not going to abandon you just because we're not going to get high. I'm not going to abandon you just because we're not going to let you run rampant with the things that I know is going to hurt us. But I can't let you do this to us. Right. You know, and the, and that's when it's that's when you can get to that point of surrender and find things like you're trying to do now that are going to help you get support to take away the insanity of the monster. And it is a power exchange because ultimately you came to the conclusion, which millions of addicts and compulsive everything people do have had to go, what I'm doing is not working and has failed millions of times. So obviously I need to take on the power of something that maybe has a better answer than I've been able to come up with. And that's where therapy and support and yoga or, you know, meditation or all of these different tools that I'm not currently doing right now have shown success. The long-term success is I have to take away that monster's insanity on a daily basis. I have to deal with this on a daily basis to not drink and use, I have to deal with it daily. Now then, once you get good at it and you get into a program and you have your support and whatever that is, however that works for you, um, it's less. I struggle less with drugs and alcohol than I did when I first got sober. Right. You know, the first 30 days just to get the physiological aspects out of the way and get it out of my system. That was one thing. But once I started getting more sane and doing the work and started to really meet myself and meet my monster, then all of a sudden I noticed it was longer in between those crazy battles. Right. And I now had tools when, like you said, you know, the, your tool that day, that's why I don't want to discount that moment because it's one battle at a time. Yes, you you celebrated the fucking chaos of that battle with a five-hour binge. Yes, that might not have been the best celebration. But in that moment, that moment worked. And it was a power exchange with somebody that you respected that was able to talk you through it. Right. And without him, honestly, without him, I'm going to be real. He is a he's an integral part of my growth in the last few years. He's He just has a, a tremendous amount of insight that... It, it's amazing to me. Uh, and it, I always see him as this calm, you know, dominant, quiet guy. Um, and when he comes up with stuff like this, I'll, I'll ask him how, you know, what, what's going on with that? What's the backstory here? And he'll tell me something about his childhood or his, you know, early adulthood. And it'll just blow me away that you would never, he never tells anybody. If you ask him, he'll tell you, I have no problem telling you, but He's been through a lot that has taught him a, a tremendous amount of, given him a tremendous amount of knowledge on how to deal with those inner demons. So that's why I was hopeful that he is in this power exchange. He'd be able to help me in the same way. And like I said, I'm not discounting that it, we won't be able to do something like that in the future. Uh, not at all. Or uh, it's but, one tool in the toolbox and you need 
50 tools in your toolbox. Yes, and that's very much has been my approach. I I I knew that just finding the diet isn't going to work, so no. I've been incorporating everything like you would not believe all the different things. And then, you know, next week we're going to be talking about cognitive behavioral therapy and it's going to nice. explain a little bit more about that and I'm all, yeah, let's let's go for it. So that it was good. Um I wish I were that type of person who uh uh, you know, found solace in allowing myself to become enveloped in someone else's life, but I simply am not. Uh, the, I'm very happy being with him on the weekend. And then when I come home, I need to unplug from that power exchange because Monday through Friday, I need my fucking life back. And I, I'm just never going to be somebody who can be in a 24 seven power exchange, but it was a tremendous uh, help. And it was a great, uh, a great ride and I, I look forward to learning more stuff well this was an amazing topic and i'm pretty sure that out of our, our listeners there there is a percentage of them that has the same struggle or surely somebody knows somebody that's going through this and ultimately right. if you can be that support without judging and shaming them because if someone's got that monster they're gonna fail over and over and over again and telling them that they just need to you know use control have some self control and oh. you're all you're it's not going to work we've done that ad nauseum thousands of times in our life there is no self control it's an insanity it's a physiological fucking broken dam that part is not going to heal there needs to be other things and so it's a great topic. Obviously, I can talk about this ad nauseum, but I'm not going to because we got some more show. Let's get into that. There's a place where a family of perverts dwell, so let's shoot the shit with Aki and a garbage can Mel. Discord is a place us freaks call home. Ladies, good day to you. Was that pervy enough? <laughs> That was pretty pervy. Was Very that creepy pervy. and pervy enough? Like I'm sitting here literally at storage in my like like underwear with my legs kind of spread on the chair and got oh, a wow. thing of hand lotion there and a box of Kleenex <laughs> oh and I'm gosh. like, ladies, how are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I can visualize that. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's terrifying because I'm lying. I have clothes on. There's no lotion. Okay, there is a box of Kleenex, but I swear to God, it's a perfectly intentioned box of Kleenexes. Oh. All right, I'm lying. I am a pervert. So how are you guys doing? What's going on? This is. It's been so long since the Perverted Podcast audience has heard from you. It got a little crazy and busy and heat waves and cold waves and everything, so... We're back. <laughs> well, here's the real question, because, you know, life is life for everyone. But the really important thing on my mind and the Perverted Podcast listeners mind is besides the discord stuff that hopefully we'll have something to get through. Was there any sucky fucky time? Sucky fucky or kinky time? Uh, Yeah, there there was. I mean, there always is. But, you know. Well, oh, oh, wow, Mel. Just <laughs> let's be a diva, why don't we? Oh, well, I mean, you know. Oh, there always partner. is. Yes. Oh, my God. I throw dick around all the time. Well, some of us aren't getting much, Mel. So why don't you I know. That's why I try us? not to rub it in. Go ahead well, and rub it just... in so we can rub one out. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So, Mel, if you can pick off of the uh, hot fudge Sunday of your sexuality, can you tell us about something that happened recently that's fun and sexy? Uh, yeah, sure. I went to the beach for a week, so uh, we uh, we we did a little bit of playing around on the uh, the shore. I, I, I might have given Sarah a mouth hug on the uh, on the beach. Um, and the open beach? Well, kind of. We we were kind of back in like a. Um, an entrance way, you know, like a, like a, not really a boardwalk, but like walk down the dunes type thing. But yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Did you do some, uh, tent fuckies in the beach? Uh, no, uh, we did play around underneath the beach house, uh, because we did have, um, family with us. So we, uh, played around in the little, you know, you know, like how places will have like a private shower where you can wash the sand off before you go inside. Oh, right. Yeah, wash the yes. sand off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wash the just sand off. Yeah. Water glistening <laughs> off of Mel's skin while her sir just grips her soapy crotch <laughs> in ownership. This cunt is mine, bitch. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, just a little mutual masturbation, but you know, it was fun. It was exciting. Well, it's good. It's such a great erotic fantasy that is just so shitty in reality because sand is not yeah. lube. Sand make bad lube bad. It's kind of the antithesis of lube, but yeah. Don't don't kink shame the sand pepper dildos. <laughs> That's right. We did have a partner that literally wanted me to fill her pussy with just beach sand. I don't, I don't even want... And I was... I was studying because initially I'm like, hey, you know what? It's your vagina. This is something you really want. Totally cool. But then, it, you know, the safety factor kicks in. I start doing some research on it. And, uh, you know, there's some people that do it. But, of course, little granules of sand creeping into the cervix or places. And, you know, maybe you'll make a pearl. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> it just is, doesn't. It's beautiful, but it does not make pearls. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't? Well, it depends on what you think of a pearl. I have been hunting incorrectly my entire life. I swear I was told the treasure was up there. <laughs> That's it. I'm going gay. Oh, bad thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm not. God damn it, Aki. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. What have you done, Kinky? Have you done stuff with the ung? You mean that asshole that, that now lives with me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Apparently that's a yes. And it was mildly unger sadistic. Do tell, do tell. So so we've we've gone through quite a bit of plastic wrap recently. We had a bunch when we moved and we were screwing around with that. And now we had to get more. Um, so I tend to go kitty at night because I get all sleepy and tired and I get all scratchy and... Bitey, and that led to kitty paws, which led to grabbing my hands, wrapping them up with plastic in the blankets, and giving me what we now call T-Rex kitty paws, because I couldn't move my hands and <laughs> arms from my chest. I'm just like, me, 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 me. <laughs> oh, my God. Then, then does he do things to you when you're uh, properly restrained? Yeah, because now he can only just, he just grabs the blanket and like pins it behind my back with one arm and then his other hand's off in fucking clam land looking for oyster pearls. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That sounds so sexy. I'm going down to Clamland with my other hand. Gonna look for pearls. Nobody says finger anymore. They're, no... they're not fingers. They're too big to be fingers. <laughs> they're unger. They're ogre logs. There is no fisting involved here. <laughs> An unger pinky is like a fist. Yeah. And that's bad, though? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's too much. I can't take it. No. Can you take a pinky? You can find out. <laughs> Maybe Wait, we'll make a what? show of it. Through, oh, yes. And the ogre explores the Aki Vag. That sounds like a good segment. I will talk to Unger after this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We will arrange it. You've now committed to it. Oh, no. Please don't make me. Oh, no. Don't throw me into the... Yeah, go ahead. Let's do this. That was so <laughs> not convincing. That was like literally the worst damsel in distress cry I think I've ever heard in my life. Well, okay. Well, I'm glad you guys have been at least having some fun times over there. That is always exciting to hear. And I know the listeners are excited to hear just about any kinky love time that we can get our paws onto. But is there anything going on in the Discord? Remember that thing? The Discord? <laughs> those kids. Those kooky kids. Those perverted, deprived people. <laughs> First off, how do people find the Discord? Because people are emailing and saying they can't find it. And Kathy and I are bitching like old people again. Because well, we don't get it. I believe you have it on the website, pervertedpodcast.com. But it's also a sticky on our FetLife group. So join the FetLife group, Perverted they Podcast. They said the link didn't work. You know what? Y'all got to yell at me and DM me or something and let me know this. I'll check it. But yeah, okay. you should just be able to click the link. We've been uh, we've we've gotten a few uh, new members since the last time we spoke, but I think mm. I think Well, so it is working somewhat. Yeah, somebody's getting it to work. Well, that's cool. So is there anything going on in the Discord that we can talk about? <laughs> Yes. That's a yes? That is okay, very much a, a yes. Kick, kick with the info. Well, our lovely Discord viewers do have access to this channel called Sexy Talk. And it's had a bit of cobwebs right now. So Sexy Talk is a place where you can come in and anyone's invited to listen to whatever crazy, perverted, hot, erotic, whatever you decide to do in there. Um, we do have a few members who like to take advantage of it. Uh, one in particular was ordered to stay in, moaning, writhing with the Hitachi on until the battery died. And um, so many lovely sounds. So many sounds. Oh, so this is basically like free audio porn in the Discord. Live. Yes. Yep. So people yeah. can go in. So certain people can go in and be like, well, we're going to do some sucky fucky. And they go in and and they start playing. And, and then it's just... You guys are all the voyeur perverts sitting in the side. Yeah, exactly. So you have, can have your exhibition-y side come out, and you can have your voyeur side come out. And everyone's really nice about it. It's been great. That is great. And I know you guys, we used to talk about it. You used to do it quite a bit. So it's very exciting that you've uh, started back into that. Because there's a need. Yep, there's definitely a need. I think everyone has that need. Very, very glad that that is back up, goddammit. Go, perverts. Go, go. <laughs> Go. Good. Get him. Get him. Go perv. Okay. Any good discussions? How do you feel about leftover Halloween candy? Anally? I mean, if you want to. It's cheap right after Halloween, right? I guess so. Well, apparently some of our viewers have decided gum wrappers are chemical play wrappers. Oh. <gasps> 
No. You mean like cinnamon gum wrappers and mint gum wrappers? Yeah, just put it right on those sensitive bits and you get a nice tingly feeling. It reminds me of when you did, was it Altoids? Altoids, yeah. Oh my God, I never even thought of that. Gum wrappers. That is amazing. Like a whole pack, like out here, I don't know if in the UK they have it. We have Big Red out here, which is like a really cinnamony, spicy gum. So I never thought of saving the wrappers for chemical play. I mean, we're all cheapskates. If you can find a cheap way to do it, do it, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure a gum wrapper is a pretty goddamn (laughs) inexpensive way to play of one piece. You know, your dollar that you spend on the pack of gum, you know, you get, what, eight pieces. So that's, a, you know, 12 cents a play scene. I'm pretty sure. Make the Even I can afford that. <laughs> Even homeless ass motherfucking me can afford that. So did you guys try that? Don't, don't give Hoger the ideas. No. No. Anger! Anger! Big red. <laughs> No, but I can imagine as soon as Sir listens to this show, um, I might be in trouble. Have you guys either done uh, any chemical play or Altoids or figging or anything like that? Yes. The unintentional the unintentional hot pepper fingers. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's better if you prepare. It's always better <laughs> if you know it's coming. Because then there's not that horror of what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because even I've done that. I'm the intentional icy hot and the unintentional second degree burn of habanero peanuts or Carolina Reaper peanuts. Oh, Oh. second degree burn on your on your veve. Yeah, because someone likes to go down after eating California. Like, what is it? Carolina Reaper peanuts? Yeah, sure. Come down. And then go down on you. Sure. Why not? Oh, yeah. That That was great. Tingles. It won't stop tingling. (laughs) I mean, awful, but but still, I'm a pervert. I have to laugh a little. <laughs> laugh at me waddling towards the bathtub. Why don't you? Oh, that doesn't <laughs> sound like a good experience. But you did you like the? Did you say you tried Altoids? Too? Oh no, you said Icy Hot. Icy Hot. I do that on my own. Do you like Icy Hot? It feels good. People think I'm crazy, but I like the way it feels. It tingles. I suggest if anyone tries this. Uh, d- Take precaution. Don't listen to me. Don't don't do what the ogre does. Oh, dang it! I took his ta- I took his line. <laughs> well, don't do what the ogre's ogre's girl does. Don't do. Well, I mean, it's just like it's like anything. The more you prepare for something, the better the experiment's going to be. Just like with figging, instead of ramming an entire fig up your ass without any warning and giving it a try, there's nothing wrong with just wiping your finger on it a little bit and then touching your butthole with it and seeing how that works. And it's the same thing with any type of chemical play. If you use icy hot or gum wrappers or whatever you use, instead of like just going for it, which I guess you can, you know, risk aware, but it'd be better to just, you know, just start with a little teeny piece and rub it in and then just see how it affects because all skin is different. All sensitivity in that area is different. And just as when we experimented with figging shows that some people are like, oh, like, that's not a big deal. And then some people are like, you know, running around with their vag on fire. Yeah, definitely. And then it's definitely nothing wrong starting small because the the thing with chemical play is you can say red, but it's not going to stop the sensation if it's already going. Yeah, 
That is a good point. So like start small and wait 20 minutes to see if it ramps up or dies down before you go for a whole what knob of ginger up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pot brownie, man. Don't ever eat the whole thing because you think you're not feeling anything. Just just don't. Just eat the half and and just wait a few hours. It'll be okay. I didn't, I didn't even know. I was just talking to someone about it. I'm sober eight years. I never even had a pot brownie because I was a smoker. But I know so many people that just like literally they are like, I love cookies and I'm going to eat five of these. And now I'm going to the ER thinking that I'm dying. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really nasty trick to put drugs in cookies for fat people. It really, really Really, really, it really, really is. I'm so glad I don't do that anymore because I know I would be in the hospital literally every other day because I would never learn. You would, you never learn as a drug addict. <laughs> Mel, say I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm cool. I'm cool. My titties are uh, awesome. <laughs> My titties are awesome. Oh. They're fucking pierced and they're gorgeous. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. Why do I, why do I not get to see these? You don't because go you're in the not... Discord. Yeah, you don't. You don't Discord. It's not that I won't. It's not that I won't go on the Discord. It's that I'm retarded. You can't. That's like you know, kicking the handicap. There, I'm old. <laughs> All right. So, Mel, was there anything else going on in Discord? Yeah, we had um, a, a member asking about uh, having a partner that's pretty new to kink, and they were sub-dropping pretty hard, and they didn't want to ask too much of them, but they wanted to, you know, address the sub-drop and, and try to f- to navigate it. Oh, very good. Uh, so, did you guys have... That's actually a fantastic topic. We talk about that on the show a lot. Did you guys have any uh, ideas, like, what you personally do for sub drop yeah definitely so a lot of people brought in a lot of different ideas there are some very touchy-feely people here who are straight in hugs and cuddles and have your favorite candy and whatnot great advice but then you also have someone like me who get the hell away from me don't touch me (laughs) during my (laughs) sub drop um so it was really nice because we got to see both both sides, and there's definitely a lot more sides to this, but there were so many options given and a lot of encouragement of don't feel like you're going to be a burden by saying that these are things that you need. It's normal. It's human. Absolutely. So, uh, Aki, if you could favor us, um, as somebody who doesn't like a lot of the touchy-feely cuddly during your drop, what are some of the things that, that work for you? Um, so for me, right after a scene, I'm usually super full of energy. I'm like, I clean up, I go clean up their stuff, whatever. If I'm, especially if I'm the one bottoming, um, pretty much it's just like, Hey, can you just give me my water? Come back in like 10 minutes. See if I'm okay. Don't try to hug me. Don't try to cuddle me. Don't touch my hair. (laughs) Just go, go. Um, that's me personally. And then normally I just I ask them like hey I know you're going to want to check in because anyone I've played with does the responsible thing checking in I tell give me 24 hours check in and then that's when we talk and I check in with them as well because I know a lot of tops find it strange that I don't want any aftercare right after 
They're sure. like, did I do something wrong? Do they hate me? I give them the affirmation. No, yeah, I don't hate you. I just, I don't like touchy, touchy, not touchy, not touchy. <laughs> so, but now if you're, so that's your, your normal way. But if you do have a drop um, and, and you've kind of told the top to not call you for a day, do you have other people that you reach out to, uh, to kind of talk through it? Oh yeah. So I do have my little support group that I have an unger. That's who I will go to because I will get cuddles from him. That's fine. Um, when he wasn't here with me, I actually would go on the Discord and talk with all of who I consider my family. Like, hey, I'm feeling a bit down. I did this. And just that sense of interaction and sense of family that I get from our Discord group and our Discord people, it was enough for me. It was enough to just have that, hey, I know I didn't do anything wrong. I'm... I'm a good person-ish. Everything's going to be okay. So it, I find it really great to just be able to have my one person or two people um, as well as still have my family that I can kind of like – if it's not a super bad drop, I can mini vent to and just be like, yeah. And I think a lot of people in our Discord do the same thing because we, we see it. We have a little venting channel where you can just kind of yell and people will – give you hugs, give you advice, whatever you need, pretty much. That's fantastic. That is, that's, that's, a, I mean, that is an incredibly valuable resource that most people in the community just don't have. So that's, that's actually really cool to hear. I love you, Discord people. Yeah. <laughs> Mel, big, Mel, my lovely Mel. Hugs. Yes, yes. Um, if, if you're having drops, are you more of a, uh, of a I need cuddles person or are you more like Aki? Yeah, I, I'm a little more of a I need, I need cuddles and stuff. Um, Sarah's kind of not really the most uh, talkative anyway. So as long as I've got, you know, affection or he, he you know, checks on me, brings me water, whatever, I, I'm good. Um, haven't really dropped terribly, but I do. I have noticed that like in my case, I might get physically cold. So, you know, wrap up with something warm or, you know, cuddle, you know, something usually, usually handles it for me. Fantastic. I mean, this is, I love this. I mean, this is, this is the type of segment I like because we get some practical application stuff. I mean, it's great to have opinions about things, but when you actually hear people share their own experiences about what they do in these types of things. I think that's like super, super valuable. And I'm so excited that you guys came in and uh, joined me today because it's been a while since we talked about some discord stuff. And I'm pretty sure that now we can do it a little more often. Cause I think what happened is you guys thought I wanted you to have this big giant list of shit before we, <laughs> before we talked about it, but, which was good. You guys were overachieving and that was okay. But pretty much if you come back with a little sucky fucky time and a couple things from discord, I think that, uh, that we can do this a little more regular because I like hearing about discord. It's, it is an exciting family to hear about. Yep. We love our little family. Even the crazy uncle that watches and hugs a little too long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that somebody or can I take that job? You can take that job. <laughs> Creepy <laughs> uncle, here I come. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know, let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. This next topic, 
I was really excited about because it is what I would consider moving in the right direction as far as dealing with sexual assault in universities. Mm -hmm. Go. Oh, right. So this article is titled Program Created by Georgia's Stat Researchers Gives Universities Tools to Protect Against Sexual Assault. You can find this specific article on the Georgia State University website. And the, the article is about real consent. This is a program that was developed out of Georgia State University. It, it, it is focused on helping college students recognize the dangers of sexual assault and how alcohol can uh, be used to affect that. Uh, the focus of this program is to bring down the stat that about 24%, 25% of women in college are assaulted. And what I found cool about this program is that it's actually focused on male students, sure. teaching them what informed consent is. And a lot of our culture pushes certain stereotypes of what consent means, and this program strives to fix that. So the article itself is a pretty uh, a short like kind of overview of the program, but um, I definitely went and looked it up, and I, I, I like that it's focused on men because we... Our culture so much focuses on the woman and being like, oh, you were you were dressed, you went, you got drunk and had a skirt on. And they kind of like make excuses for why the man assaulted the woman to like victimize the woman. And I, and I like how this program, who is uh, actually created by a professor at the school, Laura Salazar, um, she she's the one making this. And it's focused to kind of teach men and kind of untrain men on how to interact with somebody uh, the examples they gave were like at a party like and how to notice if sexual assault is happening and also how to notice when consent cannot be given because that's not something that actually gets taught a lot in schools and so like this is this is kind of pushing for that to happen in general uh, a fantastic article and mm -hmm. i love anyone whose last name is fucking salazar right Salazar is a mighty name. <laughs> it's a fantastic I read, name. I read that. I'm like, I like the Salazar. She <laughs> is a warrior. And if you read like the other stuff that she's into and equality and diversity and, and she, you know, this this uh, this professor really seems uh, on top of a very progressive agenda, which is good. And once again, just like you, very excited because there are. When you're dealing with personal responsibility, that is absolutely one thing. And, and sure, personal responsibility is the foundation for the individual to limit the opportunity of a potential uh, assaulter, which assaulter is not really a word, but whatever, you get it. <laughs> but it really comes down to the the entire pot of what creates a sexual assault and dealing with education and starting with young men. And informing them. And, and once again, we're not talking about people that are set out to harm somebody because that is a whole nother category. You know, whether you're dealing with psychopathy or a sociopath or just a, a violent predator, um, that is a whole different category to deal with that individual. But to deal right. with your basic, your basic uh, male college student and to re-educate them on consent and what rape actually is and where that line of consent is actually much thicker than uh, they previously thought and understanding 
alcohol and drugs and the part that they are used in order to make someone more relaxed, that that is no longer an acceptable term to get someone drunk so they'll be more relaxed. Bill Cosby destroyed that. Thank you very much (laughs) that you cannot give people drugs and then that's the okay way to have sex with them. So I really, I did enjoy this a lot. And then of course the next is law enforcement and actual enforceability of sexual assault. And there's like this whole other aspect, but like you said, dealing with men and sitting men down and having them see that in a group, you have a responsibility to yourself, to your friends who might be ignorant and ready to fuck up themselves, their lives, and harm somebody else. It's it's just this is forward momentum. This is the type of stuff I want to see. Oh, for sure. Like I, I, you just touched on it. Like it's the momentum of it. It's the same thing with these uh, studies on kink. Like it, it, it's the, the the more the more that happens, the more that the more research we're going to get, and the more research we're going to get, the more people that are going to be like, oh, I have there's there's another aspect I want to study. So like. I think the if we're if we start this ball rolling and and give it enough support, then I think a lot of these things are gonna fix itself. But like uh, as we've all we've also noticed, like in the last four years, there's a lot of things that our our culture likes to ignore because it's it's unsightly. It's 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 not cool. It's 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 not something we want to think about. So like making sure to put these kinds of things in front of people. And make them under make them see it and make them understand it. I think is definitely um, it's it's tough love. I think, but it's it's definitely something that we need to do to change shit in our society. That is, for lack of a better word, fucked up. And we need a marketing program. Is really what we need. Like a character. Like you have Smokey the Bear for forest fires. You need like <laughs> Slurpee the alcoholic penguin. You know, to be you're like, hey, do you have your alcohol, buddy? You know, don't go to a party. Slurpee says, don't go to a party alone because somebody can harm you while you're drunk. So like Slurpee, the alcoholic penguin. Mm -hmm. I like it. It needs, you know, we need, you know, something that's cool. We need like a cool little cartoon character that tells people all these things in a cool way. Slurpee the alcoholic penguin telling you, do you got your drug buddy? If you're going to drop mescaline in the forest, make sure you have a drug buddy that doesn't have a sexual agenda with you. Because if you're in a group, that's the time when assault can happen. Get high, Slurpee the alcoholic penguin. I I think you should reach out to Miss Laura Salazar, the professor at Georgia State University. I think you should talk about Slurpee. I don't know if it should be a penguin because I I just made that up literally right now, but um, but you get the point. It needs to I do, be something, I do, yes. you, some some cool that it's okay that we don't. People are going to get high. Yes, that's the people reality. Are gonna get drunk. They're yeah. going to get drunk and high in college. You know, mm-hmm. you can you, you you can take years and try to fight against it. It hasn't worked. And it's not. So there needs to be, you know, you just need to have Slurpee the alcoholic penguin to just to, to help you at parties. Well, yeah. And, and I think that's that kind of taps into this thing where it's like you, you have to under you have to establish and understand that college students are going to have sex. They're going to want to explore. They're going to they're like the hormones have started to even out after high school. And so they're starting to like wanting to actually get into things and get into serious things that they don't actually know how to deal with it and like 
college is the perfect time to start like pushing people to understand what this uh what sex means and what consent means um like yeah i, I think it, college is a great time for for i mean it should be taught earlier let's just be fair but co college is when a lot of people start to kind of move away from from those uh, ideals that they grew up with and so i think giving them fresh ideas and fresh perspectives is definitely important. Slurpee the Alcoholic Penguin says if you're going <laughs> to get drunk and fuck, you need to get consent before you start consuming alcohol. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Wait, no, that's Mickey. Sorry. Um... <laughs> oh, don't don't <laughs> get me started. <laughs> I'm going to stick my finger in your booty hole. <laughs> and now we've taken a really good topic and turned it into... <laughs> <laughs> turned it you know, into a joke i mean that that's kind of what this show does we take serious topics and then we we break the tension with slurpee that's the end of our show show 286 is in the can people you guys are amazing. I love all of our listeners, everybody who tunes in every week, especially, I'm going to say this, our Patreon supporters who go above and beyond. If you are so inclined, please give us a visit over at patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. Consider donating five bucks a month if you give a fuck. And if you don't, pass by pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and drop us a line and tell us why we suck. We like getting those emails too, believe me. Boogie Nine oh, yeah. Horse. We're oh not yeah! <laughs> we'll take any mail. Hate mail is fine mail. It's still mail. <laughs> We're so pathetic. It's ridiculous. It is true. <laughs> Are you done with your part? I'm done with my part, man. Well then shut the fuck up because I'm going to speak eloquent. I did think I have always Wong, winged, wonged, wong. I've always wung it at these end shows, and I'm going to start writing shit oh. because I realize that it's stupid to just be like, "Well, stuff, blah, blah. You know why? So if somebody's listening to this, then they deserve a little bit of thought. So I'm going to try to mm -hmm. put more thought into my closing thought. Surely my closing thought today is based on Kathy's explanation of her monster. Everyone has some monster that they have to face. And one thing that is really important for me to say to you, to Kathy, to myself, is that we don't have to face our monsters alone. If people around you do not have the ability to communicate to you in any other way than guilt and shame or stupid cliches that don't work then find people and surround yourself with some people that understand the monster. So you can call them and just say, hey, my monster's going crazy, you know. Reach out. Find people that you can have good communication with. Even if it's not successful, it doesn't matter. Just don't do this shit alone, man. Because let me tell you, I've been alone and it fucking fucks you up. So let's just work together. We got our family. We got pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let's do this fucking shit together. And God damn it, everyone, reach out right now mentally. Kathy, close your eyes. Uh-oh. Kathy, close your eyes, and I want you all to reach out together. Reach out to the show, to the Church of Cock, and just reach out. And I want everyone, man, woman, animal, 
to just grab that bulb and squeeze it a few times and engage my penis pump because god damn it i'm gonna uh, fuck soon oh my god really <laughs> really that's how you're ending the show oh my yeah god. i just had sex with everyone i don't care anymore <laughs> ew <laughs> Don't worry, all the jizz went into the pump. Ow! Thank God for that. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Let's get naked and drunk and roll around and fuck because the night ain't getting any younger. Because I'm a horny little man and you're no virgin. So come and get me, lover. I want to lie you on the floor and go. Chains, whips, and leather When we get it on together A kinky mix of pain and pleasure Now the neighbors might get scared From the screams and moans in there So darling, don't forget the safe word I wanna tie you to the wall and go Perpetual, mind your soul to me, my.